Thanks for joining us today at Two Age Sojourner for Whatever Wednesday, my favorite day of the week. No, wait, it's not my favorite day. My favorite day is the Lord's Day. But in terms of the Sojourner Pod Week in this <laughs> podcast, it's my favorite day because we get to just talk about whatever. Whatever Wednesday, more to come. Hey, well, joining me for Whatever Wednesday, I have Nick. Very stoked. Whenever Nick is on the show, uh, he is my brother from another mother. I love him to death and uh, just just honored to be serving alongside him in New Zealand, pastoring churches of the same uh, Reformed Baptist Fellowship. And um, we've known each other for a while. And one of the awesome things that we get to do is just kind of uh, chat. We, we pretty much phone. I mean, we, we speak for like an hour. Yeah, at least an hour at a time. Yeah, like, like it's crazy. I mean, I don't know that I've really cry on each other's shoulders. It's huge, man. It's huge. Each other's theology, yeah, it. dude, it's amazing, and uh, it's something. It's one of the, the the big treasures of my life. Um, I know that at one point in the week, I'm going to be talking to Nick, the the freak, Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> the cult killer himself uh no and it's just it's just uh it's so good I mean, we talk about everything and it's just that that point of i don't know just having another brother in the trenches and and yeah, just uh it's so good man and i i after every one of our conversations i uh i i just you know it's one of those little uh what do you call them ejaculatory prayers <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to say that <laughs> the uh it's but honestly it's just one of those those prayers you know they just thank you lord thanks for nick cleveland and it's just i i think i often think to myself it, it it you know you think of those brothers out there doing church planning or pastoring i mean it's mm. it's often a lonely game you know and um and it's not uncommon to hear of, of pastors that 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 end up crashing and burning out and it's it's largely because they just didn't really know anyone and didn't talk to anyone in sort of the church culture, whatever it it, it was, um, you know, tended to put them on a pedestal. And so they didn't have a lot of camaraderie. It's, it's sad. It's, it's Absolutely horrible. Vital. Yeah. yeah. One of the reasons I, I think that podcasts help, I know for, um, you know, and I suppose you could say this in a way that sounds super sad and weird uh, uh, and that sort of thing. I don't mean it in that way, but like with podcasts, I know like, for example, the Doctrine and Devotion guys, one of the things I really appreciate about what they're doing is they're, they're helping pastors who perhaps are just in a difficult scenario. And I know a few of these guys, they're just difficult scenarios. Uh, they don't really have people perhaps, at the, you know, uh, who, who might normally, um, they would not otherwise uh, chat with and just get on with yeah. and hang out. And, um, and yeah. And so I think what it starts making you go a little bit crazy because, you know, you, you start having these self doubts about who you are and do you need to conform to a, a pressure and a sort of a, a thing that people yeah. are placing on you. And, and I You're think the only person in the whole world that believes this terrible doctrine. Right. Exactly. And oh, you would, you, now that I think about it, you would have some of this in the Island experience of yours, right? Yeah. I mean, you got, you got some serious solo time there. Like, how could I forget yep. that? So basically the only uh, solid evangelical church on the Island, Man. four years and two months, Dude, 29 yeah. days and 17 hours. No, but <laughs> yeah, my, my, all my friends were dead people. Uh, all the books on my shelves were the guys I spoke to. It was a one-way conversation. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It was hard. 
I, I mean, that's awesome, but it's good that you, you were able to go there and, and you have like yeah. this uh, unusual fortitude, I think, in those things. But you were, you were a little bit weird when you came off the island. I mean, it took a while totally. to calm you down. You know, you, <laughs> it took about three years, I think, before you sort of plateaued. <laughs> <laughs> you had to just, just re, um, re uh, what do you call it, integrate into society. <laughs> it, was, exactly. it was crazy. But anyways, what I was saying is like, like you know, so if you were on the island uh, or, or whatever, um, and you you got some podcasts you you can engage with. Um, it just helps. It brings you into a conversation. You're like, ah, oh, okay. So so this is normal, and it's okay to be feeling this way, and it's okay to be hanging yeah. out, and you know that's fine. And and you you sort of you got to I suppose there, there is a reality to it when you sign up for the pastoral gig. You got to know that you're going into some difficult times, and you know you're not going in. Um, you know, blindly, and there are some times where you you aren't going to have a lot of friends and fellowship. And you got to muscle up and do those things and trust God. Yeah. And you you know, spend you that often time. You can't in... have friends in your own congregation. Totally. So you often have to have yeah. your closest friends outside your own congregation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you know, the, I think what you said there is, you know, it's a good time um, providentially to get stuck into some good solid reading, make friends with some dead guys. Uh, it's yeah. a great idea. Spend some time in prayer. All those things are there. But, you know, I remember, for example, this was, I, don't, I think it might've even been before the podcast craze hit. I don't know. Maybe I was just living in a cave or something. I don't think podcasts were around, but I remember something similar to it when, um, those nine marks interviews by, uh, Mark Dever came out. Do you remember those? Um, I've listened to most of them. Yeah. I, okay. I, there we go. Not when they came out. Right. So that when did you listen to them recently? Um, maybe a year ago. Oh yeah, totally. So when I just got Have into ministry, replaced now with pastors for. Uh, yeah, probably. So, I mean, yeah, because this is a good um, illustration of the point here. I mean, I, I was about a year into ministry at that point, so. You know, it was, in fact, I'd just taken over GraceNet. I was all on my lonesome. It, things were, you know, I have friends and stuff, but, you know, it was just that I felt that heavy solo burden that I don't think you can avoid to some degree. And, you know, you just all of a sudden you feel these this, these responsibilities that I thought I knew about as uh, as the associate pastor. But when I took over, it was just, wow. The first thing I did was I phoned Greg. Uh, who who yep. was the senior pastor? And I said, "Dude, I am sorry for being such a jerk. I had no idea that you were under so much stress. You know, because you just immediately start feeling it, and um, and I just I was clueless. But what I was going to say is those those um, getting to be a fly in the wall of those conversations with Mark Deva and those various guys he has on. Oh, yeah. it was it was just beautiful. You re- you, know? you realize other people are human. Oh. You realize they haven't got it all together. You realize that there's not only one right answer to every situation." Yes. Just puts you at ease, doesn't it? It really does. And, you know, and so that's what I love about podcasts like Doctrine and Devotion. That's what I hope to at least provide a little bit of in, in this scenario. Just again, what I said in the very first podcast, just to, you know, create a camaraderie. You know, there are some passages. You know, I, I think what, one of the things I'm deeply blessed by is when I do come across a guy who is, you know, holds to a certain theological position, has a certain ethos. Um, and uh, just, you know, it sucks when those guys are in, in caves somewhere and you can't really, you know, get to them or, or, or uh, you know, be able to talk to them every week. But it's just great to be able yeah. to, you know, um, to, to get to know as much as you can about those guys. And just you feel just immediately this connection and, hey, awesome, uh, there's another guy in, in, the, in the trenches and let's do it. You just feel encouraged. So hopefully this will at least just provide that um, to whoever that might be relevant to. Um, and, you know, I know, for example, I got my brother on you. So, uh, you know, we've got a couple of listeners from, uh, the UK and his scenario there. And actually it's crazy. Uh, hey, UK. 
<laughs> yeah, what's up, UK? Uh, and uh, that we're we're uh, New Zealand's kind of like we're UK, right? <laughs> I'm UK. You're South African. We're 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 in the colonies, <laughs> one of the rogue colonies. The Commonwealth, it's, part of the Commonwealth. The UK. It's awesome. It's the mothership. You know, so anyways, yeah, we got some guys in the UK, we got some guys uh, in the States, we got some guys in, the, uh, in South Africa and yep. So it's, it's just, you know, who knows, who knows who, who will tune in. And if that's you, man, keep on going, keep doing this thing. It's, it's not, it's kind of what we were saying the other day. Uh, it's, if you want to hold a certain level at the pulpit, if you want to bring theology into the pulpit, you know, if you want to, if you care about a certain kind of theology, it's, it's, it means that you're just getting further and further yeah. uh, pushed into a corner and more isolated. And so the more, the more that you can reach out and just hang out with guys and, and, and make friends, you know, uh, it's it just the, the easier, the more helpful it's going to be for you. And, uh, and it's, yeah, if, if you're hearing this and you're feeling at the end of your rope, keep going keep going yep. and um and sometimes the season is really difficult but you get out of it and yep. um and we're with you yeah and christmas is coming dude christmas is coming and uh wow i'm trying to get it together here's what i want to do here's my goal for christmas i want to um basically not spend any money not overeat and um actually just pretty much not do christmas <laughs> <laughs> Scrooge. A, a bit of a killjoy. Well, actually, you know, one of the things I'm going to do on Two Age Sojourner is do my Christmas rant. That'll probably take about three episodes or so because that right there is a classic uh, Two Age Sojourner deal. Like, what do you do with Christmas? What's your, what's your deal with Christmas? What do you so guys you're not, do? Are you, not having a church, are you not having a church service on Christmas? Well, okay. So, no, we're not, but not because it's like I don't like it when people do that. I mean, I, I don't like the wear a Santa hat at church on Christmas day and uh, sing jingle bells and then a hymn about Christ. You know, I don't like the (laughs) syncretism of that. And I don't think God commands us to have a a church service on Christmas day. But the reality is from the time uh, of Constantine onwards, it's pretty much been this great big opportunity to preach Christ uh, to any form of nominal Christianity out there. And it's when you do have the singular sort of moment to bring people's thoughts. I mean, they're singing about Jesus in shopping malls. It's pretty crazy. So you can, you can, you know, use the opportunity evangelistically. So to that extent or to that degree, uh, I'm hundred percent down for it. We don't do it because it just doesn't work in Wellington. No one cares. Dude, we are just, I mean, man, it's, it's truly, we've tried. And, um, I hear stories of Christmas just going crazy, you know, and churches swelling up and that is not Wellington. That's not us. The people who do get that are the established churches, you know, the, with the big, pretty buildings. Yeah. We used to get a few visitors. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And you're in Timaru as well. So it's slightly different there. Yeah. And Hey, amen. So what do you say to someone who says, um, you know, Christians shouldn't do Christmas because it's pagan. Um, I say embrace. So I t- my my slogan, and this is uh, if you're interested in this, by the way, then uh, more to come on this. So stay tuned. But but um, I say take the Christ out of Christmas. That's my slogan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, drink the eggnog. De reason the, the season. Have the, well, have the Christmas. Do everything. It's a cultural thing. It's it, you know, but it's not about Jesus, right? Like just, we just got to be yeah. clear on that. Nothing about the cultural experience so, of, Christ, uh, uh, of Christmas is about Jesus. I was Jesus. reading something by Sinclair Ferguson recently, and he yeah. says, 
you know, when the original Christians put Christmas on the 25th of December, it wasn't to paganize Christmas. It was to de-paganize. Um, so it wasn't their, their goal wasn't to syncretize. Their goal was to marginalize the paganism that was so dominant. Right. Yeah. And, and so the whole goal was not to find a, you know, a middle path, but to actually try and oust the paganism that was so dominant. All right. Yeah. And, you know, I think probably the way they went about that is what I have the problem with. And, uh, and I think we've got a few counterpoints on that one. Uh, you know, maybe yeah. we should talk about that. We should do this. We should talk about Christmas. That's a great, I mean, we are in Christmas. We're in the official Christmas zone. We need to talk about yeah. this. See, this is being relevant right now. This is totally, yeah. <laughs> I've ne- this is like, more, if you are interested, we will talk more about that. We must. That is uh, key. Hey, what do you guys do for Christmas? Personally, as a family, as a family. I'm as a family. Well, yeah. um, so my first fight um, on honeymoon with my wife was uh, my revelation that we are not having a Christmas tree. <laughs> No. <laughs> what? No Christmas tree? Yeah, and my kids are never going to sit on Santa's knee. And Rudolph <laughs> is, it, is this Rudolph. you or Lynn? Who, who's this who's is me. This okay? Is me. And Rudolph's going to be like you know the Christmas dinner. We, <laughs> we don't we don't we don't talk or sing to Rudolph. We just like eat him. Right. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was a huge upset in our early days. And wow. uh, yeah, so as a family, you know, sure we give a few gifts, but we've tried to away from the consumerism thing mm-hmm. it's more about the kids than about the adults mm-hmm. if we get together with other family members from you know the extended family uncles aunties cousins um we've actually uh we go along with the challenge of five dollar gifts be creative mm-hmm. but uh we're not gonna we're not gonna splurge um it's too much of a burden mm. on most people to try and buy for every single family member at the christmas dinner mm-hmm. um Yep. So uh, our particular church runs a, a Christmas Day service. It's a shorter service. It's primarily evangelistic. Uh, we encourage the congregation to come along, but we don't command them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then personally, what we do as a family is being a pastor. If there's anyone who's maybe here from another country or who's, who's divorced or who's uh, bereaved, uh, we always open up our table to, to have people who, who wouldn't ordinarily have a place to go. Right. Totally. Sounds epic. Super simple. Uh, I forgot. We actually, we actually do the German Christmas because my wife's uh, from German descent. So we do it the 24th of September in the evening. So, so when I was in South Africa and both our families were around, we go to Lynn's family on the, fr- on the uh, 24th and then we go to my family on the 25th. So that way we could juggle both families so no one felt left out. So consider it. It sounds like marital restoration took place. Bliss is back in the marriage. <laughs> Seriously, I want to talk more about Christmas. Christmas is important to think about. It's a great case study for uh, two kingdom theology, I think. And, uh, and it's more nuanced than you think. No one's landing on the crazy sort of extremes in terms of, hey, don't do Christmas or do do Christmas. It's just about... Uh, yeah, it's, you, a Romans you, four, it's a Romans 14 issue, isn't it? Ultimately, I think, yeah. But I think deeper than that, I, I, I want to... I would like... Well, the way I've, It's almost a Christ and culture thing. That's what it is, you know? I would almost put it in yeah, a, I'm thinking of the line, you know, they're doing it as unto the Lord. Yeah. So some people, it's not commanded. They're doing it as unto the Lord. It's an additional thing that they want to do. 
but it's unto the Lord. Right. Yeah. It, but then as long as that doesn't impose on the liberty of conscience deal, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, it has God commanded it for his people. And, you know, th that's where you have to make those distinctions. And is it a sin and, if you and don't and go that to church? That all comes through in Romans 14, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, you know, to that extent, that's a very, very relevant uh, text to look at. But then also just from another, how do we how do we as Christians engage with culture? You know, do we try and redeem Christmas? Uh, if it is, it, you know, let's... You know, I suppose there are a few. I think you should put Christ back into Christmas, Mark. That's what I'm thinking. Well, uh, Christ Christ was born, okay, and and God told us how to celebrate that. Go to church. <laughs> Every single Sunday, take the Lord's Supper. You're the Word. Amen. Amen, you know? brother. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to come up with a different little thing for, for a, a spurious you know, yeah. or just we only have one holy day, and it comes around every every uh, seven days. And you better days. believe I'm celebrating the incarnation on those days. You know, that's yeah. the gospel. So, anyways, Mordecai, we definitely will talk about that. So, if you're into that, and I know there are some Christmas nuts out there, and and uh, by the way, I love Christmas in terms of the cultural experience. I'm like, I, I'm I'm like a, a number one fan. It's just I don't want to get fat, and I don't want to go broke. This uh, this uh, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like seeing Christmas carols. I, I don't like. Yeah, see, Christmas carols, for Christmas carols kind of freak me out because that's where the point of intersection happens. But I get over it, and I've got a way. But I will share with you my uh, coping with Christmas as a two-edged soldier and a strategy. Um, that'll come next, bro. We're out of time. Thanks for joining us. All right, Peace. all right. Thanks, dudes, for taking part in this discussion at Two Edge Sojourner. See you next time. Sick Christmas. I totally forgot. That's a good save. I was going to go through Christmas without talking about Christmas.